This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, hey, what's up? Sedano and LZ with you here. Sorry for the late start. We went a little long with uh, Mason and Ireland on Purgatory. We will get right into your Lakers discussion on a Lakers reaction Friday in just a few moments, but we will start with the big news from yesterday. The Pac-12 will play a seven-game conference football season uh, beginning on November 6th. The league announced yesterday, and the athletic director uh, and friend of the program, Martin Jarman of UCLA, joins us here now. Martin, first of all, before we even get into all this, have you been settled yet? Because the last time I spoke to you, you were still trying to find a house. You had to make the misses okay. Like, everything had to be figured out. Are you settled yet? Sounds like no. George. Yes, Over there here. you are. There we go. Yes, yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm settled finally, man. I am settled and, and I hear. Hello. He I think doesn't we lost sound him. settled. He doesn't sound. Settled he does at all. not sound settled. Not at all. Okay. Well, hopefully we will get him back, Laura. Let's just figure that out. Uh, okay. Now he's back. Not an excellent way to start the show. <laughs> yes, there we go. You okay? You didn't sound very settled, man. It, it, it's those uh, AirPods Pro, man. They just clicked in all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good? But no, I'm settled. I'm getting okay. settled. I'm here in the valley, so I'm I'm settled, brother. All right, sweet, sweet, good to hear. All right, so how did this all come about? Ooh, uh, well, you know, the the first thing I would tell you is. We've been guided. We have an unbelievable uh, Pac-12 medical advisory group that have, have been our guiding, our guiding light the whole time. And, you know, the health and safety of our student-athletes has been a number one priority. And, you know, they, they drove a lot of the decision-making process early on. And, you know, since that time where we postponed, a lot has changed. Uh, obviously, the testing capabilities have increased uh, since that time. Uh, and then even in the locations of the Pac-12 schools, uh, the COVID rates have gone down. Uh, and so a lot has changed. And we have always prided ourselves in being nimble and being guided by uh, our medical group. And it came a time where they felt that the conditions changed to where we could go back to, to competing and doing what our student-athletes love to do. Uh, not to play devil's advocate, Martin, but um, I couldn't help but notice that the timing of this discovery coincided when everyone else decided they were going to play. How can you reassure parents as well as fans that this isn't just about money, but truly is about science? Oh, uh, easily. You know, we, we've been in touch with our parents and student-athletes. You know, the Pac-12 had a Zoom with, with student-athletes and parents. I think we had over 500 uh, this week, and I know that we've been in constant communication. Uh, but the reality is this, is this is all about trying to play and compete in a safe and healthy way. You know, it, it's not about money. That hasn't come up. Uh, and I know the CEOs, they said that yesterday. They didn't come up in their deliberations. Um, and, and quite frankly, um, the money would be significantly different uh, if other decisions were made. And, and they're not. We're not having fans. We're not doing some of the things. And so uh, this has really been about 
trying to help our young people do what they love uh, and do what they've done for a long time in their life and not compete at the highest level at great academic institutions. Martin Jarman, the AD at UCLA, friend of the program with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Uh, Martin, to my knowledge, the Pac-12 has yet to receive an indication whether uh, they'd be eligible or ineligible for the college football playoff uh, because of the reduced schedule. What do we know about the possibilities of the inclusion in that situation? You know, the only thing we know for sure is we're playing and, and it's gonna, they're going to evaluate teams in the fall, and that's all you want. You want an opportunity to be evaluated on the strength of, of your, your body of work. And we all know that uh, this year is going to be different, and it already is different. I think over 20 games uh, have still been uh, canceled or postponed. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be a different kind of year. So the, the only thing that you want to make sure is you, is you have the ability uh, to be considered, and that's all we know right now. But it, there's, there's a lot in front of us. Uh, there's a lot of season ahead of us. So I think those things will work themselves out. Um, how much – can you extrapolate from having a seven-game season from the staff, from the players? Like, you're in charge of making sure that a ship is headed in the right direction, but you're only playing with one oar right now. You know, I don't know about as far as evaluating that. I've never been on the, the CFP committee or anything. You know, they, they do that, and, and, and I'm not privy to that. I just know that you know, you got to take one game at a time, and, and that's how you have to approach it, and that's how I know coaches approach it. So, you know, you can't really worry about that. Um, the, the most important thing is, is trying to be able to provide our student-athletes a chance to compete. Uh, and the ones that uh, may have a challenge or, or don't feel as comfortable, uh, they can opt out and still keep their scholarship and still be a part of the program. And so, uh, for me, that's, that's really what you focus on. You know, I, that might be for fans to – to talk about what postseason and, and that kind of thing. But we've been just focused on trying to do this in an effective way, a healthy way, so our kids could compete and do what they love to do. I wouldn't necessarily say it's just fans, though. I mean, Chip Kelly's under fire. This isn't just a fan conversation. This is about wins and losses, too, no? I wouldn't say anybody's under fire. I mean, I, I think the focus has always been just trying to compete if we could do it in a health and safety way. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that. That's that to me has never been the focus as far as what bowl games or what postseason. I think for us, it's just been, we're going through a pandemic. We're going through a time that, that none of us have ever gone through. And, and how do we do this uh, with the medical advice uh, and, and making sure that our kids and our, our staff and our coaches are comfortable in the environment to, to compete. And so that's, that's the focus. And that's, that's been my focus. Martin Jarman of UCLA with us here. Uh, look, historically, obviously, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten uh, have aligned themselves in regards to playing postseason games, obviously culminating in the Rose Bowl. Um, there's been rumors that that uh, could still happen because they're starting their season um, just a few weeks before you guys are. Do we know anything uh, about that, or would you like to address those potential rumors? No, I, you know, I, I, again, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm not really – I haven't been keeping up with the Big Ten, quite frankly, as far as what their schedule and how it lays out. You know, I, right. I just focus on us, and I know that we're going to have postseason opportunities. I know the NCAA is um, – I don't know if they've ruled yet about uh, bowl eligibility and, and relaxing those rules because it's a different type of year. Um, obviously, uh, we've got the Rose Bowl, and we have a great 
partnership with the Big Ten and, and that kind of opportunity. You'd love to see that still. And, you know, uh, I hope that's still in place. But, again, I'm not really sure when it comes to postseason because, you know, this is going to look different. Every, every conference has a different set of games, the number of games even. And as we have seen, that's not even guaranteed because yeah. uh, we don't know just how this virus and how, uh, how things are going to play out as far as trying to compete. Um, one uh, more football follow-up from me uh, in regards to the regular season. The kids who opted out, can they opt back in? Yes. I mean, if, if, if the situation changes and, and they, you know, they talk to their family and, and we can come with our doctors and come to a consensus, they absolutely can. Um, but, but that's something that they have to be very rock-solid sure that they want to do. And, again, we look at this from a health and safety standpoint – we, we don't want to jeopardize or do anything um, if someone is not comfortable. That's my job is to make sure we are 100% comfortable with the decisions that we make or young people make as far as whether they want to be in that environment or, or they don't. Uh, so there, there is flexibility there, but I would tell you, if you opted out and then wanted to opt back in, uh, there, there definitely have to be a lot of checks and balances uh, from, the, from the student-athlete side, from the family side, from the doctor side. Uh, the coach's side, to make sure everybody uh, understands and feels comfortable with moving forward, opting in. You know, for the listeners who don't know, you you did play college ball for UNC Wilmington. Uh, you've tweeted about the NBA playoffs. What did you think about last night's game? And more importantly, <laughs> where is your jump shot right now? Are you more on the Steph Curry end of things, or are you more on the, you know? Michael Kidd Gilchrist. There we go. <laughs> Man, you, you gave me Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Wow. Well, you know, we that's a different range. side of the spectrum is yeah, what we we're saying. Yeah. We give you a range, brother. We give you a range. I mean, I wasn't expecting J.J. Reddy, but I was expecting a little more. I mean, give me Jacques Vaughn or somebody. Well, wait. We said Steph Curry is one part of the range. <laughs> yeah, you, what, you, what you're doing hey, is that you're trying you know to distract what? us you know from the fact that you – thought, I thought the Lake Show hit the boards, hit the offensive glass tremendous last night. I thought that was a difference. I thought Rondo being out there made a difference, eased the load on Braun. Uh, I, I thought the Lake Show did a great job. I, I love how they hit the glass because that's just effort right there, and I love effort. Yeah. Um, one last one for you before we let wait, you go. Wait, wait, we always wait, appreciate. Wait, 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 George, oh, go ahead, Elsie. Sorry, he, he didn't answer the jumper question. He's oh, still okay. To where, avoid it. Then who are you? Who are? Where's your jumper right now, Martin? Go ahead, answer Elsie's question. LZ, I, I'm waiting to get. You know, the gyms have got to open up so then you can see my jump shot in person. I want Oh, to oh, okay. Oh, oh that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, he, you it. know what? Here's what we could do. We could set up a little a little one-on-one. I'll do the play-by-play, and we will, uh, you know, we'll work that out. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Anytime. You let me know. That's what I want to see. LZ, oh, I, LZ likes to, you know, LZ likes to bounce onto those Venice courts. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's got, you know, he's got a little old man game to him still. So, you know. Hey, everything out here is new to me. I can, I can do, I can Venice, Santa Monica, however you want it, wherever you want it. <laughs> I like All it. All I ask is that you bring a towel. All I ask is that you bring a towel because my jumper's wet. I don't want you okay. getting soggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, la- last one, though, Martin, for you. Before we let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your basketball team. And we've heard all sorts of stuff about the potential of basketball starting near the end of November. Has there been any discussions about basketball yet? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, they, they started this week getting in the gym, and uh, the NCAA came out with November 25th as the start of the basketball season. And so both our men and women's teams have, uh, are just getting started, just getting going. And, 
uh, we're excited. You know, they've got some time, uh, obviously, but uh, there's been a lot of discussion, and, and I know both Mick and Corey are, are excited about their teams and the season coming up. So, so yeah, it's a lot of discussions. Now it's just trying to get games. You know, that's a, that's been a challenge in basketball with everything yeah. uh, up in the air so much is trying to secure games on short notice. So that's what our basketball programs are trying to do right now. Yeah, for sure. Martin Jarman, AD at UCLA, friend of the program, and we will set up that game uh, you know, post-COVID between uh, LZ and Martin. We're, LZ, you're in for it. You have now, I don't know what you've signed up for, but uh, I'm there to see it. That's for sure. I'm, st- I'm, I'm Just so you know, Martin, I'm stupid. I've challenged current NBA players to shooting contests. I'm not saying I've won, but that's just where my confidence is at. Well, you're going to need confidence if you go against me because I'm going to guard you. That's the difference. I love it. I love it. I love it, bro. I love it. I love it. Martin, thank you so much for always making time for us, man. Stay healthy. Stay safe. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. care. Later. There is Martin Charman, the AD at UCLA. LZ, you Mm -hmm. better be ready. Oh, I I love him already. I I told you. I told you. I I, I love him already. He's spicy. He is spicy. Yeah. Now, I, I... I do hope he, he, he brings a towel or a raincoat or something, an umbrella or something. Yeah, All right. We, we got to wrap, LZ, because we're way over the break. We got to get to the Lakers. Uh, coming up next, man, listen. LeBron James did something yesterday, LZ, that very few leading men are willing to do. I'll tell you what that is in four minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We're going straight up for the next 20 minutes, basically. We got you to the end of the show, basically, almost. Uh So we're going knee-deep on Lakers. We're going knee-deep on uh, LZ's interview with Les Snead. And then we got our football picks. We got a lot of things to do here. So let's start with the – before we get to the Lakers, are you ready to play against someone who played on a college basketball team in Martin Jarman, the UCLA AD – who actually won an NCAA tournament game? Absolutely, man. Okay. Absolutely. okay. You know why? Why? It's really simple. I'm stupid. Okay. That's why. Okay. I'm stupid. Let me, I'm going to tell you a quick story, man. I had walked on to my college basketball team but never actually played for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Kicked off the team again, blah, blah, blah. Point being is that I thought I was still something on campus, right? Mm-hmm. We had just hired Kirk Manns, who was a star player for Michigan State which is actually where um, Jarman was an assistant AD before moving on. Right. And, you know, I'm bigger, taller anyway than Kirk, and, you know, I'm blacker. So I just assumed <laughs> I just assumed I was going to win our one-on-one matchup. Yeah. He whooped my ass yeah. so thoroughly yeah. that I honestly considered not playing basketball anymore. Oh, my God. But, but it goes to tell you, that even as a 20-some-year-old kid, I was both confident, arrogant, and stupid. And now that I'm in my, a middle-aged man, I pretty much still have all that stuff. Confident, arrogant, and stupid. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
You know, there are some older guys on the Lakers that I want to get to in a second that are, uh, you know, confident and older. I don't know if they're stupid or not. I don't. I wouldn't no. call them stupid. Um, but certainly confident and older. They have two out of those three, and that's Rondo and Dwight. And I want to get to the perception of them in a second. But I teased about LeBron doing something that the other elite-level guys were not willing to do this postseason. And that's guard the best player on the other team in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. And, you know... It's funny because it should be simple, LZ, because I feel like you and I grew up in an era where that was more commonplace. Yeah. And and look, I covered LeBron extensively for four years, right, where every day and every playoff series I saw him take on Tony Parker, Derrick Rose, and those type of guys at the end of games for five, six, seven minutes. And he did it to Jamal Murray yesterday. And I know there's a lot of talk about, ah, maybe he fouled him or whatever, this, that, and the other. Nonetheless, he eliminated him for five minutes, even at 35, 36 years old, whatever he's going to be. That's damn impressive. And by the way, Kawhi didn't do that. Paul George wasn't willing to do that. Giannis wasn't willing to do that in their series. So you got to give LeBron some love when it comes to that for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. And I, I know there was a narrative about how LeBron didn't play defense. And it wasn't that he didn't play defense. It's that he just opted to pace himself. And when he felt like he needed to, he did. And when he was challenged directly, he always stepped up. And that's not us being, you know, LeBron fans or, you know, cheer boys or fanboys or anything like that. It's all on tape. Right. Just look at it. Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose won MVP. The team won 60-some games. Mm -hmm. LeBron James says, you don't exist. And guess mm -hmm. what? He mm -hmm. didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And he did that to Jamal Murray yesterday. Right. I mean, that's – when we put him in the conversation of GOAT – I'm not looking just at stats. Those stats, you know, are nice and it's good to quote them because they give you some sort of like numerical way of quantifying what you're trying to suggest about a player. But open your damn eyes, man. <laughs> like, look. And and say to yourself, who the hell can guard both Jokic and Jamal Murray in the same quarter? Because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of guys in the NBA capable, let alone willing to do that. LeBron right. has always been that dude. Yeah. Yeah, and he showed it again yesterday. And I just think it stood out even more because of how much criticism we gave the guys I just mentioned, Kawhi and PG and Giannis specifically, for not doing that, right? When you would just assume that's exactly what you should be doing because that's part of being one of the best players on the team. It absolutely is. And, and, you know, there is something about the new culture of the NBA where, you know, brush screens are, of you know, and constantly switching is the is the way to go because of three-point shooting and things of that nature. But I'm old school in this, and I still want to see guys fight over those screens. I want to see guys, you know, be physical on those screens and not just defer on those screens. And I think Kawhi and PG, they did way too much switching and not saying, no, I'm fighting over this pick. He's not even really putting a body on me. He's just in the way. I'm going to go around this, and I'm going to stay on this guy. Um, LeBron did not do that very often when KD was on the Golden State Warriors, but I understood why. Um, but here, this is a different makeup of the team. He's facing different teams, and he's rising to the challenge, and I think he should be applauded, not because he's 30-some years old, but because guys don't do that anymore because that just isn't the defensive culture anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is a weird, weird scenario and weird time for sure. I don't think there's any doubt. All right, I want to get to Rondo and Dwight. 
uh, specifically because I feel like they've really helped themselves in a lot of ways. Uh, but we'll get to that in, in literally just a second. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, LZ. So Dwight and Rondo, is there anyone in this postseason that you could think of that maybe, or forget about this postseason. Let's just take the year as a whole at the moment. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone on this Lakers roster that has improved their perception more than Rondo and Dwight this season? I would actually say, even take Rondo's name out of it, no one has had a better makeover than Dwight Howard in the city of Los Angeles. Because even though Rondo may have raised eyebrows for a lot of Laker fans, maybe because of his history with Boston, maybe because, you know, he's not the greatest shooter, you know, a variety of reasons. But you can look and go, oh, well, I can understand why they would want to have someone like that. Dwight Howard was essentially out of the lead because no one wanted to mess with him anymore. He had burned that many bridges. He was on an island, a very, very tiny island. And when his name was floated out there as someone that the Lakers were going to consider bringing in as a body, once Cousins was no longer available, them, I don't know what you got on your show, George, but yeah. on the morning show back in the day, people hated that yeah. idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, hated yeah. Hated that idea. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? We ain't going to win a chip without him. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. My biggest issue with him was not about Dwight's phys- like his ability, right? My issue with him that I was very concerned with, and Greg was with me, and Laura was with me, uh, as far as on the show together, it was the six inches between the ears. You know what I mean? Like, that was always my biggest worry. Now, Greg, you were... I, you were there before Laura. Like, you knew that that was my thing. Like, I, I was terrified of him just doing Dwight things, you know? Yeah, we talked about it a bunch where he had been on six different teams in like eight years and he was being a problem in the locker room over and over again. And why was it going to be any different coming here? Yeah. Laura, were you in on Dwight at the beginning or were you skeptical because of the, what happened the last time? No, I was super skeptical. I was like, ah, we might have to go somewhere else, but it worked. Yeah, it absolutely did work. Uh, and, you know, but even Rondo LZ, and I know you spoke to him recently, and we talked about is he a Hall of Famer or not. And I think there's a, a decent chance that he could be. I mean, Dwight is. I don't think there's any yeah, question. Like, that, that's right. not even debatable to me. Uh, you know, people can talk about, you know, the, whatever's happened the last four years. But to your point, I think because of this year, some of that has been erased. Like, he's finally come to grips with where he's at in his career. And I think that, that speaks volumes to his own personal growth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I never want worry about a, a player who may have a questionable presence in a locker room in a LeBron James's locker room. Right. Especially post-Miami yeah. LeBron James. Right. He's more of a leader. He's way more of a leader. I mean, yeah. dog, he took J.R. Smith and won a chip. Why right. are we still debating? <laughs> <laughs> he may take J.R. Smith again and win a chip. Yeah, this time, though, JR ain't really helping us out on No, on but he's there. <laughs> but he is there. Yeah. He, and Dion Waiters. And Dion Waiters, exactly. You know what I mean? He's on the, they're on the roster, for God's yeah, we sake. Need, 
we need to go and find a couple more players. What Isaiah what Isaiah Ryder is doing? Let's get him. Let's put him on there. Get, everybody, you get a chip. You get a chip. You get a chip. Yeah, I'm with you. It is pretty wild. But um, do you feel comfortable at 3-1, to one or are you worried now because this is where Denver generally tends to turn it up a little bit? Well, if we were a bunch of, like, punks and scaredy pants, then, yeah, I would be worried. But we're not. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Did Laura just say Greg out loud? What? Wait, no. what? Oh. No. What did oh. she say? What? Thank you for uh, putting me on blast, though. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I heard you say Greg, like scaredy pants. Like you are. I mean, Greg is a scaredy pants. <laughs> there has been nothing scared in this at all, at any point. Yes. No, you, know, you know why I'm not worried? Last night. Last night. Last night was a playoff game. The first three games, you know, were, were fun, exciting games. But last night was a legitimate playoff game. It was tense. Free throws mattered. Execution and defense mattered. And the Lakers didn't wilt. Right. They did not. LeBron James was knocking down free throws like he shoots 95% for his career. Yeah. And that's when I was like going, you know what? It's winning time. Yeah. And when it's winning time and you see your team face that kind of challenge and rise to the occasion and come out ahead, then you just come away with a lot of a lot of confidence. Yeah. A lot of confidence. LZ, we'd only have time for one of these cuts. You talked to Les Snead for the LA Times today. Which one is the better one? The one about what's different this season on golf or whose offense it is, Sean's or Jared's? I think what's whose offense it is is more interesting. Okay, Laura, let's hear that. That's a great question then. Let's hear it. It's Sean and Jared's and then everyone else's offense too, right? But I do think because Sean and his staff is so innovative, you know, you're going to, you, I mean, obviously Sean and his staff deserve credit as they should be because they've, they've designed some things, created some things that have become trends of lately that other people are hawking in our league. And just like quarterbacks, just like, you know, just like shooting guards in the NBA, uh, it, coaches are, are can be measured on, on ability and, and skill set and what they're doing. But uh, what we do like in L.A. is that we feel like we got a really good head coach who happens to be a really good offensive play caller and a really good QB to uh, execute those plays. And uh, that's been our vision and our goal. Yeah, a collaborative effort. I mean, I think that they go hand in hand. And you know what, LZ? What ends up happening is historically the best quarterback and coach combos. Um, you know, we can argue who was more important or whatnot. But generally, there, it is a collaboration, you know? It, it, it is a collaboration. And the reason why I asked him that question was because I think Jared has been dogged for much of the success he had on the Sean McVay that it wasn't his success, but it was actually McVay's success. And that he was just basically a figurehead or a puppet and that Sean was the one that was making all the reads and Sean was the one telling him what to do. Um, and maybe that was true his first year under the offense with McVay. Maybe it was true the second year. But you got to think in year four, either your franchise quarterback has a, has a grasp of the offense or he doesn't. Right. And, and it seems like he does. Hey, we're going to do our NFL picks here in just a second. Laura, hit the music. We need to do our picks here. NFL picks. Here's the deal. We pick against the spread. We assign a confidence vote. Five games. The game we're most confident against the spread, we give it a five. The one we're least confident in, we give it a one. First game, Rams versus Bills. Let's go through this quickly. The Bills are one and a half point favorite at home. LZ, where are you going? Rams five. You know the drill. Greg. Uh, Bills four. Laura. Rams five. Bills one for me. 
Uh, Chargers, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Panthers. LZ. Chargers, four. Greg. Panthers, two. Panthers, two. Laura. Panthers, three. Panthers, three for me, too. Raiders and Pats. Pats, five-and-a-half-point favorites. LZ. Ah, Pats, one. Greg. Raiders, three. Laura. Pats, one. Raiders, two for me. KC and Baltimore. Uh, Monday Night Football, LZ, two-and-a-half-point favorite, Baltimore. I'm scared. <laughs> Quickly, we got to go. All right, three. It's my three. Who would you pick? Oh, I'm so scared. Baltimore. Go. Okay, go, Greg. Chiefs, five. Laura. Ravens, four. Ravens, four for me, too. Cowboys, Seahawks, five-and-a-half points for the Seahawks. They're the favorite. LZ. Go, Hawks. My two. Laura. I got Greg. Cowboys, two. Seahawks one. Seahawks five for me. We're done here. Thanks to LZ, uh, Greg, Laura. LZ, excellent work as always. Thanks to the audience and Martin Jarman who joined us. The Eastern Conference Finals Game 5 is up next. We'll talk to you next week. See you.